Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play store. Like us on Facebook at TPV radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 in this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Cell Life with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m., and Motorbar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Psalmist Voice presents by appointment only, coming soon. TPV Radio open mic open to all pastors preachers and artists and we're going to get it in to be announced you can also catch us on live 365 24 7 just search the thomas voice radio network and you're in there walk with us family let's go at javina distributing we got your covering for your winter and summer needs one size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website www.allsports.com headgear.com and type in promo code Siron2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. TPV Radio Central Texas. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of Life. With Sis Diane LeBrin. Right now on TPV Radio. This is Victory Over the Life. 
over the weight of life with Sister Deanne Libreen. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, depending on what part of the world that you are listening to. Africa, how are you? I say hello to Europe, to the Virgin Islands, Caribbean Islands, Australia. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. I think Australia is already Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to Australia. Greetings in the name of Jesus, and thank you so much for being here God bless you. Thank you, UK, for being here. Canada, for being here. America, thank you for being here. South America, for being here. The Bible told us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And this is what TPV Radio Network is doing. So we give God thanks and we give him praise and we give him glory because he's given us the vehicle to be able to go out and do what he commanded us to do. Good evening again. I am your host. Author, speaker, Diane Lubre in the building for real. It's all me. It's not a joke, y'all. I'm real. <laughs> Amen. I thank God for being here. I look forward to Tuesdays. Amen. So I will be with you for the next hour. So I ask you to go ahead and share this message, tpvradionetwork.com, as you get there. Give us a thumbs up. Look for my show, Victory Over the Weights of Life. Um, The pretty lady in the yellow suit, go ahead, thumbs up, and hit that follow button. So every time I come on, you get a notification. And every time one of uh, our family members, TPV Radio, come on, you get a notification. Amen. Before we go on into today's program, let us invite the Lord into our program. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Almighty God, we give you thanks, Lord, we give you praise, we glorify your holy name. We thank you, Father God, for another Tuesday where we could come together, where we can uplift your name, where we can magnify your name. We come to you, Father God, because we know there is no problem that you cannot solve. We come to you, Father, knowing that, God, we have nothing to fear because you have overcome and because we are in you and you are in us, that makes us overcomers as well. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you wash us tonight, God. Clean us up, purge us, purify us, God. If there be any sins in our life, God, we repent tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, for the TPV family. Father, meet the needs of your people. Bless touch and encourage. I pray, oh God, for the Newton family. Watch over them. Increase them, Father. Let favor overtake them. Let favor roll up on them, God, like like, like a wave of the ocean, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, touching and covering everything, God, that you have blessed them with. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. That you stretch out your hands, God, on the four corners of the world. And everybody, God, that needs to hear the word tonight, draw them, Father, open their ears, give them a heart that is receptive, Almighty God, to receive the engrafted word that is able to save their souls. Lord, we thank you, we bless you, we give you this show, have your way. Speak, move, whatever you want to do, God, we remove ourselves and we put you in the driver's seat and we thank you for being God in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Praise ye the Lord. Again, I want to thank you for being here with me again. We are still in the month of October. And as you know, in the month of October, we are focusing on domestic violence, amen. Uh, Domestic violence does not just happen in October. It happened year-round. But this is the month that they said that we can shed light to it. But, again, I just want to say thank you to the TPV family, uh, the Newton family, that you guys have given me this platform where we can put a light on domestic violence 365 days a year because 365 days a year, People are dying from abuse, and it's not just women dying at the hands of men. It is also men dying at the hands of women and children, young boys and girls, 
dying at the hands of men and women. Amen. So we're going to speak loud. We're going to cry out. And we're going to spare none. You know, whoever is afraid to speak about it, we're not. Okay? This radio station, God has given us a boldness like Paul, and we're going to talk. If you don't like it, hey, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but that's not going to deter us from speaking what thus says the Lord. Amen? So, again, please make yourself comfortable. I will be with you for the next few minutes. And today, I think today was really ordained. The message of today was really ordained because this morning when I woke up, my post on Facebook and and Instagram was on forgiveness. When we did the show this afternoon on The Grub, one of the topics we spoke of was unforgiveness. Now, I have spoken about unforgiveness before, and I think this is a very interesting uh, door that the enemy tries to not let us walk through. Because the enemy know if he can keep us in a place of unforgiveness, he has access to come in and in and out of our lives, wreaking havoc in our lives. And he know as long as we have unforgiveness in our heart, it is so much easier to bring other spirits that could infiltrate our spirit man, making us making us worse, uh, uh, putting us in a place where hate and bitterness and all these things begin to creep up in us. As a, let me say this, uh, since the pandemic started, they said domestic violence has risen, I think, by 200% back in the days. This is just in America alone. Uh, I'd say about three or five years ago, it was said that one woman in every four women have been, will be, or are Uh, or is a victim of abuse, well, now this has come up to three. Since the pandemic, it is no longer one woman dying a week, but it's come up to like four women dying a week at the hands of their abusers. Now, they didn't say how many men, so I'm sorry, I don't have the number for men, but that's what it was said about women. In the state of New York alone, called... For domestic violence, when I heard it last month, it had risen up by 45%. 45% the calls coming in from victims of domestic violence. And this is why I say we cannot remain quiet about domestic violence. We have got to speak about it because you may say domestic violence cannot or will not affect me and not because you did not do it to your spouse or to your girlfriend or to your children. That does not mean somebody you go to church with, somebody you work with, or somebody your children go to school with will someday not come home with somebody who witnessed domestic abuse in the house. So domestic violence, it affects us all. It affects our communities. It affects our homes. It affects our churches because that's one of the things we don't like to talk about is domestic violence in the church. We don't like to talk about it. We breeze over it. We talk about everything else, but we don't want to talk about it. And that's because it's not just in the choir stand. It's not in the pews, but it is in the pulpit and it is standing and preaching the word at the pulpit. And it's like they say, when you are in something, You cannot speak on it because if you do, you make yourself a hypocrite. So some people would much rather not speak on it because they are comfortable abusing their family. So it affects the home, and that's why our prison, our prison have so many men and women who are in there because of the effects of domestic violence, and not to mention the graveyards are filled with men, women, and children who lost their lives 
to domestic violence. So this is not just something that we should just kick under the rug. This is something that needs to have a light shed upon it. This is something that pastors need to teach in the church. This is something that needs to be taught in our Sunday school classes. This is something that needs to be taught in our schools, high school, colleges, because nowadays children in junior high school are getting in relationships and they are being controlled, they are being manipulated, they are being a hit, they are afraid, they cannot go to the mall with their kids, with their friends, they cannot speak on the phone with their friends. That young boy or young girl have absolute control over them. And we, <clears throat> excuse me, and we are talking about 13, 14, 15 year olds. So if they are already victims of this thing, what is it going to be like? when they become 18, 19, 25, 30, and, and so on and so forth. And if they don't hear that it is wrong, they will think that a man slapping a woman around, a woman slapping around, uh, a woman slapping a man around, a woman sleeping with a young boy or a young girl is normal, and it is not. It is not. You should keep your hands to your doggone self. You have no right to slap no woman. You have no right to slap no man. You have no right to slap no kid around because even though they came out of your own womb, they belong to God. So we need to learn self-control. And that's one of the things in domestic abusive relationships. There are no self-control. There are control. The abuser would like to control the whole household. But when it comes to him or herself, they have no self-control. So today, I want to go ahead and speak to victims who were in abusive relationships or who are still in abusive relationships, and we are in a place. We got out, or we've made plans to get out, or you, you, you're still there, and the person that you're with, you totally hate that person. You totally can't stand that person. Your heart is filled with anger and rage towards that person. And can I tell you something? I absolutely understand how you're feeling, but is it right? It is not right. You might feel justified that because that person treats you like that, you have every right to be angry. You have every right to hate them. You have every right to want to see them die. But is that the love of God in our hearts? And if you can, if you know the love of God, you will say no. However, that does not make it any easier to forgive somebody who caused you so much pain. Okay, because when it comes to domestic abuse, when your healing starts, because the only way for your healing to start, you may not like this, but you will have to take responsibility for your own healing because nobody's going to do it for you. You're going to have to say to yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? It is time. It is time. It is time that you not, not, now when I say get over it, I am not minimizing that because, remember, I, too, was a victim, okay? So I'm not saying not to minimize it, but I'm saying we have got to make a choice and say, you know what? I left him. I left her. I've walked away. I've moved on. You know what? Now this part of me healing is on me, okay? Because the thing about unforgiveness is this. The person that you hate, the person that your heart is filled with animosity with, they don't care. They don't care. They, they, they have left you. They've gone on with another relationship. Some of them are dead. There are people walking around, and they're holding anger and rage and, and unforgiveness in their hearts to people who are dead. Diane, how do you know that? I was one of them. Homeboy was dead, and I was happy he was dead. And at the same time, I was mad he was dead because I never had a chance to give him what he gave to me. So I was mad at him, and I was mad at me. And when you live a life like that, you cannot experience the abundant life that Christ Jesus died to give to us. One of the greatest tricks the enemy will use on us is deception. 
we will say or we can say, I have forgiven you and I have forgiven what you did to me. But is that true? Because if I come to you and I mention that person's name, what kind of a reaction am I going to get from you? So even when the father of my children, he was dead, and even when I would hear his name or think of what he did to me, I would still get upset. That told me I was mad at a man in the grave. He didn't care because if he's in heaven, he can care less. If he's burning in hell, Lord God Almighty, he is definitely not thinking of me. And here I am on this side of eternity, and I have the chance to make it right. And I'm refusing to do it. Why? Because I am filled with bitterness. I am filled with hate. I am filled with unforgiveness. So who is the only person getting hurt by unforgiveness? Not him. Because like I said, if he made it right with Jesus before he died, he's in glory with the Lord. So the only person that's miserable was me. And how many of you are out there, just as I, as I am speaking of unforgiveness, how many people have popped up in your mind? The people that have popped up in your mind are the ones that you have not forgiven. Because there are some people you can call and I'm like, mm, no problem, no problem, no problem. But then I started noticing certain people were still aggravating me. And after we had the, the grub today and we spoke about unforgiveness, I was like, wait a minute. And the Lord showed me something. You have got to always keep that door closed. When you forgive somebody, you have to shut that door. If you keep it open by any means, the enemy, like they say, you give him an inch, he'll take a foot, he'll take a yard. Next thing, he done took over everything. You let you put him in the passenger side, next, not even in the passenger side. You put that sucker on the back bumper, and he will find his way to the driver's seat. And we cannot allow the enemy to infiltrate our lives and destroy the things that God is doing in our lives or the places that God has brought us from, and the enemy will use unforgiveness to take us back there. When it comes to unforgiveness, I'm going to tell you right now, you can't do it on your own. You can make a decision, and you can say, I will, but I will is easier said than done. Because if you've had unforgiveness in your heart for so long, the only person that can get it out is God. And for that reason, there are so many people, you, you, you have people say they've had an encounter with God, and, and I love the Lord, and I'm a holy, and they're speaking in tongues, and they want to come prophesy at people, and they are just as bitter, cantankerous, mean, nasty. Why? Because there is still the residue of unforgiveness lurking in the chambers of their hearts. And those, there's a part of you that says, yes, Lord, I made a decision. I'm going to forgive, and Lord, I'm going to forgive. But when you get to that point, we also need the Lord's assistance to help us to do the part that we cannot do because we cannot go in our heart and tear out some things that are in there, especially depending on how long that thing has been sitting in our heart. So I would say to you, forgiveness is necessary. It is necessary for your healing. It is necessary for your sound mind. It is necessary so you can be polite and you can be kind. It is necessary so people don't smell your attitude before you enter the building. Forgiveness is necessary. And again, it is not for the person. It's for you. It's for you. Because homeboy that married somebody else, homegirl that married somebody else, she now has kids living her best life. And here you are, mad. Every time you had Tyrone, oh, Lord, have mercy. Every time you had Shaniqua, oh, Lord, just thunder and lightning everywhere. I, don't be calling that name around me. Don't say her name. Don't call that breath. And, and you just lose it. 
and you go to church and you say you're filled with the Holy Spirit and, and you're walking and you have ministry and you want to go lay hands on people with all your bitterness. Don't you know there is a thing called transference of spirits? Transfer. So you walking around mean and angry and hateful because of what somebody did to you. And here I come, would you pray for me? And next thing I know, I'm just like you. Because what you had in you have now transferred to me. And that's why you see there are so many churches and the pastors and the first ladies, the, the same spirit that rules them. If you look at the congregation, it rules them. If there is no peace in the house of the, the man or the woman of God, there is no peace in the house of the saints. It, it, you cannot be under somebody. You cannot live with somebody and you not become like them. It's going to happen because, like they say, birds of a feather, it flocks together. That's it. So when you start to forgive, and another thing, thank you, God. Another thing. We have children, and our children, especially if there was like a nasty breakup, a nasty divorce, or, or one of the parents were never there, and another parent was talking bad of that parent, or that father got with another woman, or that woman got with another man, and they bad talk the parent that's not there, guess what you're teaching your kids? You're teaching your kids how to harbor unforgiveness, resentment, hate. You are teaching. You, 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 you're not taking a book and you say, here, this is what you do, this is what you do. This Just by the actions that we perform in front of our children, just by the conversation that we have with our friends and family on the phone, just by the words. That comes out of our mouth. The Bible tells us out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If there is love in your heart, your mouth cannot speak hate. And if there is hate in your heart, your mouth cannot speak love. It's impossible. He told us, uh, you know a tree by the fruit that it bears. You cannot go to a mango tree. And, and and say, oh, my God, this mango tree is so sweet, but it's a bitter tree. Every season when it bears mangoes, guess what it's going to bear? It's going to bear bitter mangoes. If the tree is sweet, every season it's going to bear sweet. If the, if the mangoes are little or big or different, it's always going to produce after what it is. So our children comes out of us. And there are so many mothers who give birth to children. And as we nurse our children, hate, anger, and all these things, because daddy was not there, as our babies nurse on our breast, guess what they're drinking? And see, we don't think of things like that. And this is where the enemy have us so deceived. All you have to say is, I forgive. But is that true? Because if it is truly true, you will tell your baby, well, your daddy's not here, but hey, that's still your dad. You know what I'm saying? That is still your dad. You don't talk to them bad about their dad or about their mom because you're going to infiltrate your nasty heart in them. I don't know if any of you ever sat in church and look at the door when certain people come in, the look on their face, you know, ain't no God in these people, but they kicking up the chairs, they're hollering, twist about, they're about to break dance on the floor and they get up just as mean, just as bitter, cold-hearted snakes cannot pray off a headache or a cold because they're filled and they're defiled. Just like the Bible says, they're whitewashed tombs filled with dead men's bones. Everything abominable to it. See, the thing with unforgiveness, we can mask it. <laughs> we can mask hate. We can mask, you know, anger. Because I can get dressed and I can see you. I don't like you. You did me wrong. You still ain't gave me that $20 you borrowed for me six years ago, and I'm still waiting on my $20. 
And because you never gave me back my $20, and it looks like every other Sunday you have a new outfit, where's my $20? Where is it? Therefore, we are angry. We are angry, and we pass it on, and we go to church, and we say we love the Lord, and we raise in our hands, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. You lifting your voice? Are you giving God true worship? Because we cannot truly worship God with unforgiveness in our heart. We cannot truly love on a God who is love when love does not abide and abound in us. He told us that they that come to him, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. If my heart is filled with anger, because I'm telling you, God brought me out of that. He brought that out of me. You cannot lift up your hand because that spirit of anger and rage sits so heavy on you sometimes in the church. Have you ever been to service and the atmosphere was so heavy? Just heavy, heavy, heavy. The, 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 the worship is not going right. Nothing is going. How many people do you think is affecting the atmosphere with unforgiveness, with hate, with malice, with regret? And Pastor Jean said something so wonderfully when she said that this afternoon. I said, oh, God, that hit my front door. She said, regret basically is the is the fact that we never had the chance to repay the person back the way they repaid us. Okay? So I, I, I regret the way you hurt me. I hate the fact that I never got a chance to get you back. And because of that, we walk around in regret. Man, I regret, I regret, I regret. I, and what is the regret? It's a sign that you have not completely let go. It's a sign that you have not forgiven. It's a sign that you are infiltrated. You are still being controlled by the person that hates you. So today, I want to go ahead and talk to you because I want you to get all this stuff out of you. Get it out of you so you can see the goodness of the Lord coming into your life. I want you to go ahead and get it out of you so you can be blessed, so you can sleep at night. Some of you can't sleep at night because your heart is filled with unforgiveness. Your heart is still, you're still mad at the boss that fired you 25 years ago. You're still mad. You're still mad of that friendship that went wrong. You're still mad. And these people have gone on. And there you are, you can't sleep at night. Insomnia has crept in because the door that unforgiveness has opened is giving the enemy access to come in and drop all kind of junk in your spirit. So all of a sudden you can't sleep, you have a bad attitude, you're cussing everybody out, you're slapping the dogs, kicking the cat, the poor little bird is singing, you're telling it shut up, you stop at the stoplight, somebody just wave at you, say hi, you give them the finger, you get to the red light. Where's one? Every time I get to the red light, the light is always red. Because you, <laughs> you miserable. Nobody come to your Christmas party last year. You know why? You're miserable. You're filled with bitterness. You're filled with unforgiveness. Nobody came to your birthday party. I used to work with this lady. And my God, she had the big fish on her Jeep. She would tell you she is a Christian, but she would see you coming, and she's the only one in the elevator, and she would see you coming, and right before you get there, the doors will close, and she would never push that button that says open doors. She will look you dead in the eye as the elevator shuts and go down. Just a mean, nasty woman. I came to find out she was dealing with a man, and that she got pregnant by the man. And that man, he asked her to get rid of the baby. And not only did she lose her baby thinking that would keep him, she lost him as well. So that made her bitter for all these years. 
that made her bitter to the point she had lived in an apartment for years and a pipe broke in her house and the office had been trying to get rid of her and they couldn't. They used that opportunity to tell her, we don't have no available apartments. You got to go. Her attitude, thank attitude, put her in a place years ago because the man, and I get it, I get it, that was wrong. He told her to get rid of the baby. I can understand the guilt of that, the shame of that, and him hanging her hopes up, thinking if I do that for him, then he will be with me, and then maybe later on in life we can have a baby. He left her and went back to his wife or girlfriend or whoever, and she never forgave that man. She never got in another relationship. There were a bunch of women going to Hawaii, and they asked her to come. When she All she did was complain because your attitude, it can be seen on your face. It doesn't matter where you go. And every time they got together, she had nothing good to say. She was in my group, and I remember when you take vacation, we had a calendar. So you go in, you mark up the days, vacation, vacation. Oh, honey, she was so proud. She put on their vacation, Hawaii. <laughs> Just in case y'all didn't know where I was going on vacation, I am going to Hawaii. They told her the trip was canceled. But what they did, they told her that so she could not come because she was going to sour up the mood and the vacation everybody had in mind. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness shuts doors. Unforgiveness. It will cause sicknesses and diseases to come in the body. And we never thought of stuff like that. I remember, because let me tell you all, I came from one of the, uh, 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 I've heard of stories of mother-in-law, honey, until I experienced it myself, baby, okay? She did not look like it, but let me tell you, that lady, her attitude, her mouth, her personality, it was a razor blade. Shop, 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 cut, 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 cut. Just mean and nasty for no reason. She never got remarried. She never had anything good happened to her. Unforgiveness kept her in a place where nobody wanted to be around her. And here I come, and I come in this family, and they treat me bad. And guess what happened? I got mean. I got nasty. I couldn't sleep at night. It got to the point where I was having so much heart pain. I went to the doctor, did an EKG, an MRI. I did so many tests, and they kept on saying to me, we don't find anything. We don't find anything. So I think for like two weeks, they had a heart monitor. So I had to wear a heart monitor so it could watch and pay attention to what was happening in my heart. After two weeks, nothing. I remember talking to a friend, and I said to her, I said, there's nothing wrong with me. I said, I know what's wrong with me. She said, well, I say, I hate that lady. I hate her because she hates me, because she disliked me, because she said, because I'm from the island, I did some kind of voodoo for her son. And I'm like, bruh, if I would have ever done something that stupid to sell my soul to the devil, do you really think I would sell my soul to the devil for a broke man? Do you think I would sell my soul to the devil for a brother that cannot say the word message or electricity? But that told me what she had going on in her heart. So when I told my friend, I said, I know what it is. I hate her. I knew in my heart I could not sleep, y'all. I would go to bed. I would sleep for about an hour and all throughout the night, flipping, tossing and turning, tossing until it took me down to such a place of depression where I became suicidal. 
I begun having thoughts of suicide. And I say this to everybody. If you think or when you hear these people say to you, the devil told me to do it. I heard the devil tell me to do it. Honey, I can stand here and tell you, just like some of us, we hear the voice of the Lord, you will hear the voice of the enemy just the same. Just the same. And why was the enemy able to infiltrate me and bring me to a place like this? Unforgiveness. Hate. All the things I did not like about her. I somehow became just like her. And when the Lord started dealing with me, I had to call people. And I had to tell people I forgive them. One of the, the main person I had to call was my mother because I suffered the greatest abuse from my mother. And I had to talk to her husband. Do you really think I wanted to call my mother and say, I forgive you? No. Heck no. I didn't like the lady. She didn't like me even though she carried me. You don't like me. You my mom. I don't like you either. And that was my attitude. But again, I did not have the love of Jesus in my heart. Today, my mother and I, we still don't have a relationship, but I can honestly tell you I pray for her, and when I pray for her, I feel nothing. Before, I would try to pray for her, and there would be like a wall going up, and I would say, oh, Lord, mm -mm, I can't pray for her. And I would tell her, I said, Lord, it's because I don't like her. It's because there's still unforgiveness in my heart. And I would tell the Lord, and the more I told God, as I came honest with God, he started pulling that stuff out of me, little by little, little by little. And when God was through with me, with her, then it went to the next person, my godfather, the Pentecostal who was molesting me, had the biggest Bible in the congregation. Call him. He knew what he did. He never got on the phone. Spoke to his wife. I spoke to her. Told her I forgave her because she was mad at me because she was treated me like I was the other woman. I was only ten years old. Your husband is molesting me. Eleven years old, bribing me with five dollars to keep me quiet, and she's beating the snot out of me. Did I have a right to be angry? Of course. Did I have a right to be mad? Did I have a right to even hold anger and unforgiveness in my heart towards her? But who was it hurting? It was hurting me. I could not do the things that God had called me to do. Maybe if I never released it, maybe I would have never gotten with Brother Chris and Sister Shanice, and God would have opened this door for me to tell you how good God is and how important it is for you to release unforgiveness. Because, again, it's not for them. It's for you. And after God started dealing with me, forgiving people, then I had to deal with me. And I thought it was hard to forgive them. It was harder to forgive myself. And I had a coach, and she told me what to do. Stand in the mirror. Look yourself in the, in the eye as much as you can see. And I had to say to myself, Diane, I forgive you. I forgive you for holding unforgiveness in your heart towards your mother. Diane, I forgive you for allowing your ex-husband to do these things. Diane, I forgive you for all the stuff that you went through with your children. Diane, I forgive you because the life I wanted for my children, it did not happen that way. Diane, and I had to tell myself, I forgive me, I forgive me, I forgive me, I forgive me. And I'm telling you, that was hard because that was my way of taking responsibility. That was my way of saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm sick and tired of living this life. I don't want to live like that anymore. I don't want to hurt anymore. I need peace. And I'm telling you, there's no amount of money that can bring you peace. I don't care how much Xanax you take. I don't care how much Benadryl you take at night to try to get you to sleep. I don't care how many glasses of red wine you try to take without peace. You just doping yourself to sleep. You're not resting. You're not having the sweet 
sleep that Jesus died for you to have. So in order for you to heal, if the Lord says to you, call this person and forgive them, I urge you to do it. If the Lord say, let me tell you, <laughs> God loves us, y'all. And sometimes God will make us do stuff. And you'll be like, do you really love me? Because this is so humiliating. This is embarrassing, Lord. People I didn't, people who didn't even know I did not like them. People I was holding animosity in my heart towards. You know why? Because they had self-confidence. And when I came around them, I did not have self-confidence. So I did not like them because of the self-confidence that they had. So all of a sudden, I am resenting people who love themselves. And I had to find folk on Facebook. (laughs) I had to find folk on Facebook, and I had to release people. My son has a brother five months older than him. Okay, listen to me. He has a brother five months. I had to reach out to the son, to my son's brother's mama, okay, and tell her I forgive her because I blamed her alone by her having that baby that is my son's brother, not putting any blame on my son's father. It takes to the tango. It takes two to make a baby. But I was holding on to all this anger towards him. And I focused it on her. And, yes, she was wrong because she knew we were together, but she did it anyway. Amen? She did it anyway. But the main person, it would have never happened had he not gone that route. So I had to call her and repent. I had to call somebody else and repent. I had God, and God just kept on bringing I was like, where is he even finding these people? <laughs> Where is he even finding these people? And I'm telling you, I'm sitting there, and he will just bring them to my memory. And he will not give me a break until I call or I send a message. That's coming. I have to send somebody a message last week, and I had to send somebody a message week before last because I wasn't even paying attention. And all of a sudden, people just, I was like, wait a minute. Why are these people coming up in my mind? And then I realized the Lord is dealing with me again, not because he doesn't love me, yes, ma'am, but because he loves me. The Lord is dealing with me again because there is a place yeah, in I got him it. I was like, I oh, trying I should have read a little you. bit more clearly, and it, it said it right there. So I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Brother Chris, you're transmitting on my show. It's okay. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. But I had to do it. It, it was not for them. I'm awesome. It was I'm for me. Busy, so awesome. I urge and you tonight, and I say to you tonight, or this morning, or whatever part of the world that I'm you actually, were listening to, I'm actually to almost finishing Apparently, you are hearing the show well, because God by the time wants we go to deal live, with you with in regards to yeah. forgiveness. Yeah, that's how busy that's how busy I am over here. <laughs> oh yeah, I can hear Brother Chris y'all. Hold uh, on. Central <laughs> Texas, uh, calling for her. Yes, ma'am. I can hear him. This is too funny. This is too funny. This is so funny. Oh Jesus, I love it, Brother Chris. You are transmitting through the message. Can you guys hear him now? I can't hear him, so maybe he. <laughs> amen, amen, amen God is good, amen We're having a good chuckle right now God is good But I just want to say to you Unforgiveness Is not your friend Hate Is not your friend Bitterness Is not your friend It keeps you Out of the will of God It will keep you out of family gatherings and get-togethers, you have got to find a way, plead, cry, to do. You are, whatever you have to do to get unforgiveness out of you, you have got to make up your decision. You have to make up your mind that it is not a good thing for you. 
walking around with unforgiveness in our hearts is giving the devil too much power and authority over our life because unforgiveness will dictate your life. But when you forgive people, you can clearly hear God and you can clearly do the things that God has called you to do. So many of you are in a place of stagnation and you don't understand why, because we have not forgiven. I urge you, ask the Lord, because I do it. Lord, anybody that I have not forgiven, anybody that I am holding in contempt, anybody, Lord, anybody, Lord, that I have any trace of anger in my heart towards them, Lord, reveal it to me. And I'm telling you something. If you are ready to be healed, God is way more ready for your healing. If you are ready to go to the next level, if you are ready to become the man or the woman of God that he has called you to be, you cannot get there with unforgiveness in your heart. You cannot get there being me. Do you think God is going to allow us to stand and speak to people with all this anger, rage, unforgiveness, and all these things in your heart? And wherever unforgiveness is, there is bitterness. There is hate. There is rage and anger. You cannot find bitterness and find lovey-dovey. You cannot have forgiveness and have a great personality. It skews your personality. It, 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 it just stinks up your whole attitude. We are coming close to the end of another year, a very difficult year. We've all gone through something this year as, as, as individuals, corporately, worldwide. We've all had something nasty happen to us in 2020. Out of all that nasty, the one thing that you need more than ever is to forgive. Do not allow the enemy to take you. And I know you said, good, Diane, you already talking about 2021. Yeah, we already, what, October 20th? Do not allow the enemy to take you into another year filled with unforgiveness, filled with hate, filled with rage. Do not allow it to happen. Do not allow yourself to not love you because when you look in the mirror, you see your mama or you see your daddy, you see that ex-husband. Do I, this, I remember I placed a post on Facebook about unforgiveness a while back. And this lady told me, she said she's not going to release it because her not releasing it, it makes her determined. That is the most backwards, deceitful thing I ever heard somebody say. You're going to hold on to something that can cause you to spend eternity in hell because you think your determination is going to be taken away from you. Won't it be easier to forgive? And the things that she's working so hard for, won't God open a door and make life easier on her? See, the enemy will tell you, if you release him, you're letting him get away with it. If you forgive her, you're letting her get away with it. And they're going to come back and they're going to do it again. Don't do it. The thing is this with forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean you and I get stupid. Forgiveness does not mean the people who's harmed us. We just, oh, come on back in. Do whatever you want with me. Oh, yeah, honey. I'm like the mat at the front door. Just wipe all the mud off of me. That's not forgiveness. That's stupidity. God gives us wisdom. I can forgive you, and you ain't never got to come back in my house. I can forgive you, and you ain't never, me and you ain't never got to go to the movies. You know why? Because if somebody have a track record of hurting you, and you forgive them, you bring them back, 
they hurt you again. You forgive them, you bring them back, they do it again. At some point, you have to say, this is it. It, it does not make you any less of a Christian. It does not mean that you does not love God. The Bible tells us, if at all it is possible, live peaceably with all men. Sometimes to live peaceable with somebody, you have got to stay away from them. It's not because you don't like them. It's not because you don't love them. It's just that you don't like what they've done to you. You cannot afford to allow yourself to keep going through all these traumatic pain and changes. God said we must love. He never said we must like. He never said because I am meek, I want you to be meek. And it, God, Jesus was meek. Jesus never let nobody walk on him. As meek and as humble as Jesus was, when he walked the face of the earth, nobody took advantage of him. So being meek and being humble and releasing people is not you giving them a license to walk all over you. It's the other way around. So today I urge you to forgive the ones who's hurt you, forgive yourself, and let today be the start of a brand new day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, God, because we know that you have loved us with an everlasting love. Lord, we want to thank you today because we understand, yes, we must love our neighbors as ourselves. And the first thing to do in loving our neighbors as ourselves is to forgive and to release them and to forgive and release ourselves. Lord, we know. If we don't forgive them, God, it would not be easy. It would be impossible for you to forgive us as well. So we ask you now, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you help us to forgive, to release, and to let go any and everybody that has harmed us, that has brought any kind of pain or trauma in our lives. We thank you because you are God. We thank you because you are merciful. We thank you because you're a loving God. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. TPV Radio family, I want to thank you for being with me. Whatever part of the world that you're listening to, if you know somebody would benefit out of this message, I ask you that you go to tpvradionetwork.com. Follow us there. Go to Facebook, TPV Radio Network. Follow us on Facebook as well. Don't forget, go to my website, lubrandbooks.com, L-E-B-R-I-N-B-O-O-K-S.com. There you can purchase my books. Also, if you, in, if you add your email to the email list, there is a free ebook that I would send to you entitled, What Do You Know About Domestic Violence? Because everybody needs to be aware and everybody needs to have the education to recognize the signs, the red flags of domestic violence. So again, Brother Chris, Sister Shanice, again, I thank you. I love you guys so much for this opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget God loves you. I love you. And he wants what's best for you. Your word for today is forgiveness. Forgive those who've hurt you and forgive yourself. Until we meet again next week, God's will, next Tuesday, same time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, I will see you then. Walk with me, family. Let's go. Good night, everybody.
take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download Live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! TPV Radio, Central Texas. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.